Welcome to Mediation Today, a program brought to you by Vesnatsa Tichanin, a Canberra lawyer and mediator. Every episode introduces an experienced Australian mediator to talk about mediation training, development, ethics and practice. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the ACT land, the Ngunnawal people. Dear listeners, in today's episode, my guest is a mediator from Sydney, Elizabeth Rosa. Good morning, Elizabeth, and welcome to my program Mediation Today. Hi, Vesna. It's great to be here. I'm really excited about the program. Elizabeth is the principal of Resolve at Work and a nationally accredited mediator. Elizabeth has a background as a lawyer, practicing in insurance litigation, workers' compensation and employment law. She currently lectures at the College of Law in Negotiation and Dispute Resolution and has previously lectured at the University of New South Wales in Resolving Civil Disputes. Elizabeth has conducted numerous mediations and facilitations for a variety of organisations, including major Australian corporates, hospitals, universities, schools, government departments and councils. Elizabeth runs professional development workshops for mediators throughout Australia and New Zealand, including the workshop titled How to Run a Workplace Mediation. So Elizabeth, let's start with a general question. Would you please tell us a bit about yourself, your personal, professional background, whatever you please to share with us? Thank you, Vesna. Yeah, so as you've outlined, I was a solicitor for about 20 years. I had a few years off to have my babies. And then in 2012, I changed to being a mediator. And I've lived in Sydney my whole life. So that's me. What got you interested in dispute resolution after all those years of being a lawyer? Yeah, well, I became interested in dispute resolution when I was practicing as a lawyer. And actually, as long ago as 1999, I remember acting for a client for an unfair dismissal matter. And it went to the Industrial Relations Commission, as it was then, which was the precursor to the Fair Work Commission. It was a mediation, so where my client was seeking some payment for week's pay because she didn't get much notice and also an apology and obviously she was very upset about the dismissal uh, because it had been very abrupt. I really liked that process of being there with her, being around the table, the mediator's process of speaking to all of the parties and then allowing private sessions where he would speak to us separately and then I just liked being in the separately in the room with the client and helping her digest what was said and helping her explore options and helping her think about what it was that she really wanted. And then in the end, it did resolve and she did get the few weeks pay she was after, as well as an apology. So I I felt that it was a really good conclusion because the apology really met her, her hurt feelings around it. So it was sort of from then on that I became really interested in it um, and a colleague of mine did a mediation course and I heard all about it from her and then I also uh, had to have mediations in other areas of work I did like in medical negligence practice there's often mediation so 
I just love being around the table and the dynamic of people being there and talking and and it, it actually as a lawyer when you do a mediation it gets you away from being the being in the office and gets you more in the setting of interacting with people more mm. and it, it's quite a good day it is yes. isn't it yes yes and and just having that direct contact with the other party or other parties in the room just makes such a difference doesn't it yes mm. you both practice and lecture in the area of conflict resolution. Let's talk a bit about your uh, teaching career. What do you find most challenging in teaching and, and in that uh, mostly younger generations of future practitioners, when you teach them, what do you find most challenging in that whole process? Yes, yeah, so at College of Law, I teach negotiation dispute resolution workshop to young graduates, young law graduates who are doing a skills-based course to prepare them to be solicitors. And the very important point that we teach them is that court is only one form of dispute resolution and that mediation and negotiation and other forms of dispute resolution are really more the preferred form of dispute resolution. So the point is that they solicitors have an ethical duty to inform their client of options for a resolution of the matter without going all the way to court. So that's the message that we would like the students to have, that they always need to help the client explore a way to settle a matter without going all the way to a, a big hearing. And is that a challenge sometimes? For example, if a young lawyer who really wants to run his or her career in front of the judges and justices and taking uh, complicated matters all the way to high court. How do they uh, respond? Yeah, well, Pastor, I'm dealing with law graduates who haven't started practicing. So it's really like we're trying to get that message through to them, the importance of trying to explore settlement for their clients and making it clear to them what the options are for that they could offer the clients. So it could be mediation, could be court-ordered mediation, and often there is court-ordered mediation, and negotiation or an informal settlement conference. There's even um, arbitration, which is an alternative to going to a hearing. Of course. And so we, we point out to them all the different ways that they could help a mm. client reach a, an early resolution. Have you seen any progress in their thinking about it, like from generation to generation? And I don't exactly know how long you've been teaching, but do you see any change in attitude in, in these young, younger generations of lawyers? I've been teaching it for a few years, so I haven't seen a lot of generations go through, but I was at College of Law in 1991, and so I don't recall being told much about mediation. Mm, mm. So I think, yes, yeah, so the late Sir Lawrence Street sort of really introduced mediation in legal circles, say, from memory, about 30 years ago. So it's really... In my lifetime of being a lawyer, it's really taken off. Yeah. But mm -hmm. um, it wasn't as such a big thing before. Mm, definitely. Mm. So there is a change. Good. It, that's a positive. But now yes, I think that we've is. reached 
a little point where we could take a little breather. And you told me in preparation for our chat that you have approached a friend of yours for a couple of songs that you wanted to play in our program. And he said we can do it. So tell us about it a little bit, please. Yes, so my friend Kevin Barker is an Australian composer. And one of the projects he's been involved with is a project called Murrumbilla Voices, which was created by Michelle Leonard. And it's a project to provide musical opportunities to children in regional areas. And the focus is on the northwest region from Dubbo as far as Burke and Lightning Ridge. And the children have workshops and a, a gala concert, and they, they sing in choirs at the concert. So in 2019, I was lucky enough to go to Dubbo and see the concert and hear one of Kevin's pieces, which was beautiful, lovely concert, hearing the children singing, and at the end, there was a lantern festival outside. So I've asked Kevin, yeah, to share with me some pieces of music. So I would like to share one of them called Salt Spirits, and that's something that he composed for one of the gala concerts of Marimbilla Voices. Mm-hmm. And Salt Spirits was inspired by an immersion experience of when he went to Lake Ballard, a salt lake in Western Australia. Mm, let's hear that.
guesting today's mediation today is Elizabeth Rosa. Elizabeth, you mostly practice in the area of workplace conflict. Is working in this area different from other types of disputes? And are those disputes different? And if so, how? I practice in the area of workplace conflict and I would differentiate workplace conflict from workplace disputes. So I'll explain that. Workplace disputes are more legal disputes. So, for example, unfair dismissal would go to Fair Work Commission or disputes about not being paid in accordance with an award would go to the Fair Work Ombudsman. So they're legal disputes, whereas I'm dealing with workplace conflict. So that is about when staff members are not getting on well, the tension has built to a point where they're really struggling to feel comfortable going to work. And so it could be that their manager has noticed and given them an opportunity to have mediation to sort through their differences. Or it could arise through a grievance a staff member has lodged or even a bullying claim. And then the bullying claim sometimes is, is investigated and often found not to be substantiated. And then it goes to a mediation or the bullying claim and that the HR manager might decide to not do an investigation first, but instead try to do a mediation to explore the problems. So it's very much an interpersonal type of mediation. It's not about a legal claim. There isn't a settlement about dollars mm. or leaving work or anything like that. It's, it's about how the two people can make the workplace more comfortable for mm. each other and work better together. That is a very complex area because there are so many different things that are involved. Of course, any relationship or any relationships are complex and complicated and, and human nature is complicated. But when you have to be some with someone in the same space for eight hours, five days a week, that can become very, very challenging if people are not going along together and they can't escape that, what do they do? So do you see positive outcomes? I mean, I, I suppose yes, but how does it work in practice? Yeah, well, I see positive outcomes. So, so what I do is I have a pre-mediation meeting first of about an hour and a half with each person and that prepares them for the mediation, which usually takes place a few days later. By preparing the parties well for mediation, that helps to have a positive outcome. And then the outcome is often they come up with an agreement about how they'll interact in the future. Even simple things like, you know, they'll respect and treat each other respectfully and courteously. Uh, they'll greet each other in the morning. They'll make more opportunities to catch up and discuss things. For example, have a one-on-one -on -one meeting every week or if they have issues between each other, that they will flag it with each other and meet to discuss them. So that's what they get in the end. They, they work on an agreement. And I basically am I'm facilitating them coming up with ideas and options for an agreement. So it's an agreement that two of them own. Mm -hmm. Tell us, why did you choose to focus on the workplace conflict? Yeah, well, Vesner, I chose to focus on that area because it's very much an interpersonal area. It involves the pre-mediation meeting that I mentioned, which is an hour and a half, so like a 
an extensive meeting with the parties and actually getting them to talk through the problems that they've had at work and then to help them to think about what hopes they have for a better interaction at work. It involves building a lot of rapport with people, so I really enjoy that interpersonal interaction and the privilege of being able to meet with them for an hour and a half and and hear their concerns. And then the mediation itself is very much trying to manage an interaction between two people and it's not about, say, an illegal mediation, although that starts off with a discussion about the issues and perhaps one person might read out a statement of, of what, say, for example, an accident, the impact it's had on their life. But by the end of the me- the main part of the mediation, they're talking about dollars for a settlement. So mine is not talking about dollars for a settlement. It's all about feelings and issues and the story of what's happened. And then because I'm actually a very positive and optimistic person, I can bring that to the mediation and help them work on goals for what they would like the interaction to be like in the future. So I've got that ability to encourage people. So because of my, I suppose you call it soft skills, I can use that in this context. So that's why I enjoy doing workplace mediation. And have you practiced in both private sector and the government departments? I haven't practiced in government departments, so I only practice in the private sector. Oh, yeah, okay. so it's the ones concerning. So the government sector is more legal type disputes in workplace, but I, I practice only in the workplace conflict area to help staff members resolve the issues and resolve the conflict and mm. work better together and have a more healthy workplace. Yeah, and I would consider that tensions uh, get dissolved through that process. And just arising from everything that you've been uh, telling us so far, it would be really nice to hear from you about um, some of the messages and also most significant lessons that that you would like to pass on to novice mediators or anyone who is thinking about entering this area of practice? I'm very interested in sharing my knowledge and thoughts on workplace mediation with workplace mediators and and that's something that I do in my workshops for workplace mediators. And so one message I would say is to be very clear on process. So know the explain the process of the mediation to the HR manager or referrer so they know what it is that you will be doing and explain it to the parties so they feel prepared and comfortable when they come to the mediation they know what's going to be involved and also in the pre-mediation meeting with the parties make sure you're clear to tell them that it's a confidential process and that it's a voluntary process they need to agree to attend the mediation And, yeah, and then in terms of a lesson for mediators, so for mediators, I think it's important to be mindful of how you feel when you're conducting a mediation because how you feel is actually informative of what's going on in the room. So if you feel uncomfortable, it's because we have mirror neurons and we mirror how people feel, people So people are near us and we know how they're feeling without them actually saying it. 
that helps us know of how the parties are feeling. And if we find the temperature rising in the room, then it's our job to make sure it's a safe environment for the parties to talk. And we can give the parties an opportunity to have a break or meet with us separately to make sure that the temperature can go down and that they can feel comfortable and not rushed in the process. You know what? Listening to you, I do feel completely relaxed. I'm sure that you always dissolve and de-escalate any tensions in the room. Thank you, Vesna. <laughs> Uh, Elizabeth, thank you so much for being my guest today. It would be nice to hear a little bit more about your practice, but maybe we can catch up in a few months. Uh, would you be interested in that? Yeah, that would be great. Okay, that would be lovely. But now I have to ask you for your second musical uh, wish. I know it is from the same project, but tell us which is the, what is the second song, please? So the second song is also by Kevin Barker, written for Mirambilla Voices, and it's a sea of ochre, and it was performed in the 2017 concert, and it's about Mount Gundabuka, near Burke. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Dear listeners, this was Elizabeth Rosa, who talked to us and with us about workplace conflict and her role in being an educator and being a mediator as well. Elizabeth, thank you again for being my guest and we will be talking again. I wish you all the best in your practice. Um, do you have any last word you would like to share with us? Yeah, well, thanks so much, Fesna, for having me on. I really enjoyed talking with you. Some last words. Well, as, I, as I've discussed today, mediation is fairly new in, um, in a number of settings in Australia, maybe 30 years old in some settings. And so that means that there's a lot of opportunity for mediators to share ideas and speak to each other about the methods that they use and so that we can all feel supported in the profession in trying to work out the best practice and also how we can feel supported in the profession. Oh, yeah, so that's yeah. what I would like to share with everybody. Thank Excellent. you, Vesna. Thank you. Dear listeners, this was Mediation Today for this Monday, and I'll talk to you again next week. Goodbye.
A dead mulga lies before me. Its lifeless branches form a kind of spiral. Two strands of cobweb lie across its center, reflecting light like motorways at night. <laughs> 